0: All right, it's another morning. It's uh, walking the dog again, right? This is the uh, Buddy's Owner, Arizona Schnoodle Walks podcast. In progress, in development. And uh, today, it's cloudy again today. And I I realized this is a September transition, basically. It's September 26. It's still very warm out most days. Right now it's 73 degrees with 78% humidity. It rained quite a bit last night. So, wow, 73, 78. And let's have a look. What's that do to the dew point? because 78 is really high. So 73 degrees, 78 on the, the humidity gives us a 65.7 dew. So it's kind of sticky, I guess you'd say, yeah? Not, not super uncomfortable. The 73 helps. Let's go, bud. And uh, out on the street, I invited the general for a podcast um, just a couple minutes ago. And he's over uh, in South Carolina near Greenville. So he, uh, you know, this he, not, not as many people are just impromptu podcasters like I am. <laughs> so, so I invited the general and he's, uh, he can't do it you know he, he's not into the podcast anywhere mode and uh like I am so like his uh, reasonings for not taking massive action see for him to take massive action would be just get on the phone and chat for 20 minutes but he's not into massive action on podcasting yet and that's okay cuz that's that's who I am I'm yeah, I'm all about massive taking massive action. I'm here. I am podcasting for you, for you, the listener. The value added. It's all about you, or is it? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just chatting away here. Stream of consciousness podcasting. So yeah, Arizona, September 26th, and they have this there's a term for it. I don't know what it is. I'll have to Google it later. But it's the this rain that comes down from the sky. But in Arizona, it doesn't really hit the ground so because I can see 10 miles away or more and um, there are some clouds out there that are dropping rain but it it may not hit the ground because it'll evaporate now with 78% humidity it's pretty likely that it will drop and you may hear the sound of a helicopter right now looks like a Bell 407 which I talked about the other day And that's got a Rolls-Royce, used to be Allison. So what, from a branding standpoint, what sounds better, Allison 250, Allison, or Rolls-Royce 250? So there's a huge story back in the 80s and early 90s about uh, Indianapolis Allison. Allison Transmissions, part of General Motors. General Motors said, hey, what are we doing with these helicopter engines? And so the management team bought it out and then sold it to... Rolls-Royce, so there's several millionaires in the world right now that essentially were in, a good, in the right place at the right time, made a good decision to, to buy the company out from General Motors, and then um, they, they realized they could probably sell it you know, eventually, so they did. They sold it off to Rolls-Royce. It was a good deal. Rolls-Royce now has a pretty big presence in the U.S. because they bought... The Allison Company, Allison Gas Turbines. And that was probably 15, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. So, you know, a lot of people did well on that. So there's a lot of people with money out there, PWMs. And that's a good thing, right? So don't we, don't we love rich people? I do. I want Because I had that taste of the corporate jet world where I was uh, chasing tail. And that was a really fun job for me. But not many people really care. See, that's one of the troubles that I'm dealing with internally is, I got plenty of stories, I got different thoughts, but they're very nuanced, detailed, that it's hard to think that anyone really cares. So like, how do I take these specific stories and make them applicable to you, the listener? So that's a case of, like, some things that happen in life, you just are in the right place at the right time, and they work great for you. And I forget, because I've I've seen it already. I mentioned this with the German language, that (coughs) it's not not easy to learn a foreign language. It takes time. Some people are obviously more gifted. So if you look on a distribution curve, some people are quick and they're just great at it. And with... um, Let's say, let's say with 300 hours of training, teaching, let's say they advance to a pretty high level in 300 hours. Distribution curve, others won't. Other people won't advance as far. But they may only need to go that 400 hours, that extra 100 hours, to get to the level of somebody else at 300 hours. And that last 100 hours of effort is where probably I'm at. In a lot of ways it's that we're so close to things i'm talking i don't know if i'm giving myself a tony robbins pump up i remember i remember i sent a a text message to a friend and he's like okay tony robbins i went out i was probably making some positive comment and uh i've never sat through a tony robbins thing and uh and i'm not against it You know i'm I'm all pro tony robbins i'm not sure i don't think i really want to know all the details because this is another thing and in statistical analysis he probably he probably does like a hundred things and maybe like three of them are a little little quirky like one thing i know i would say is walking on hot coals right so i've heard stories about that so some walking on hot coals i have no interest in doing that to me that's kind of silly but if I, I, that's why I don't put myself in a situation where I, I think I might have to walk on hot coals. I just, it's, I just don't see any value in that. And uh, and uh, so some kids are going to school right now. Hey, is that Lance Geiger? I can't tell. I don't think it was. I just waved to somebody. Looked a little bit like that gentleman. Anyways, back to Tony Robbins. Yeah, so he probably does a hundred awesome things and just the walking on fire is just one of them. So uh, I'm sure people criticize him for stuff like that. But it's like, you know, I just don't want to know about it. And I, I'm getting to the point where it's like, okay, he's, it's this abundance thinking probably. You know, just, hey, everybody's got their freak flag, if you want to say, or unicornism mm-hmm. or me it's the outlier view of the world which is a framework admittedly and uh, so can I make it work for me I need to remember the Gaussian distribution curve and just to close up on Tony Robbins so um, it did come to my mind and I've thought about it I I just I just can't become a fan of Tony Robbins it's like I'm supportive I'm not against him but I, I it's like do I want to I just want to take some of the principles he has and and just go okay good principles let's go on I just can't see hanging out in his tribe with uh, a bunch of other people maybe maybe that's what we notice that a lot of us probably notice that with a lot of things we get involved in it's like yeah you have a personality like Tony Robbins and you go to a seminar, you go to a speaking thing, and you get into it and you get hyped up. I think that's what my friend is saying when he sent me a text when I was being positive about something or putting some spin on something, and and he's like, Oh, okay, Tony Robbins, you know. So he's probably Tony probably has a reputation for spinning things into the positive, which is really, is that the bad thing? Probably not. Really not. So, but that, does that mean I have to become a fan and go hang out with a thousand people that are all, oh, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, which again, I'm not putting it down, I'm just saying it's not for me. The principles are good, right? The positive mentality, positive thinking. But I, I just have this resistance in me, and I know it's my, it's my thing. It's whether it's Tony Robbins, you know, um, hype. And there is a lot of marketing hype and get in the funnel and who's hyper-responsive to Tony Robbins. And, and I know I'm hyper-responsive to a lot of things. So I could easily go in and be hyper-responsive to that kind of program or things. And a lot of people, are, and that's great. So what, I'll just let that go and say, great, Tony Robbins, people, do your thing. And to me, essentials come down to Love Everyone Always, which technically is a Bob Goff thing, apparently. And I, and I still haven't gotten to the bottom of, and probably never will, of the Everyone Always, which came out of Willow Creek Church. Love Everyone Always, which is a little more grammatically proper. More casual is Love Everybody Always. So Bob Goff is Love Everybody Always. But I, I think I'll go with the... Uh, to love everyone <laughs> always simply because I, I just think it sounds a little nicer, but I don't know why Bob does everybody, but anyway, it's, it's a thing. And I, and I, and, I, and I, I don't really think I want to be part of Bob Goff's tribe either. I appreciate it. I, and I look at it and he's got great stories in his book. Yeah. Love does. And, uh, Love does, who doesn't? I wanna do love, right? And I, I just can't compete with Bob Goff's stories. And he's not telling the stories to set up a competition either. So I know deep down, just like can, you can tell from listening to him or reading his book, it's not about doing what Bob Goff does exactly. It's about, because like not all of us can go to Uganda as a lawyer and prosecute witch doctors for example right great story amazing and uh he he does great things love does he talks about that so the 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 as uh, rob bell says here i'm mixing all these different personalities tribes you would say rob bell would say there's the particulars and the universal so bob goff has his particulars stories That he's engaged in. And the universal is love people. Love everybody always. Love everyone always. Those are the universals. Which. I will apply. And even. As a side note. My wife was. uh, uh, Synopsing a story. uh, A fictional story. book she read. Because she's going to meet with the author. Tonight. And this goes along with the the ability of anyone, pretty much, to publish a book nowadays, so, and it's an awesome thing to be able to publish a book, so this fiction book, and so my wife's telling the story, and she's going to go meet with the author, it's a local gal, but she moved away to Wisconsin from Arizona, and, you know, there's a whole backstory there, but uh, the book, she starts telling me the story, and I'm like, oh, okay, where is that in the book, this event happens, car crash thing, and you know, so I'm thinking in the methodology of writing fiction, to some extent, not that I'm a fiction writer, but, you know, it's like the hero's journey, you know, take a person on a hero's journey. And so in some ways, it's kind of sad to me because it's formulaic and I hate formulas. I don't know if I hate them, but I just resist them. I resist formulas, but I, it makes sense. That's how, how what communicates to readers is a hero's journeys tragedy up front. How do they work through the tragedy? And then you have your ending. So it's pretty much every movie too is that way. Every book, fiction book, most of them are that way. So that's the hero's journey. And um, so that's, why why did I do that? (laughs) Because I I guess it's the universal and the particulars. So a fiction book is kind of taking universals and uh, creating some particulars around it. Eh, it's probably obvious. Probably something people have known for hundreds of years. And uh, maybe that's the journey of life. is We just keep repeating um, the lessons of forever over and over again. And the sad thing to me is like, well, that's new to me. So I'm enthusiastic, hyper-responsive. That's great. But others are already past that point, they've already figured that out. So they're like, well, that's no big deal. So there's that reaction. I already figured that out. So it's like, are you over enthusiastic about, hey, this is the hero's journey, it's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And like, and like people that already kind of know the hero's journey story, are kind of like, yeah, i get it, yeah, hero's journey, yeah. But, but that's not the particular of the story, that's the universal. So I'm kind of blabbing on that. And I I, uh, thought of the love does as a great thing. Morning. Hey, bud. And uh, today I have a 30-minute meeting with someone that I consider pretty important. And I want to make it, good for the experience for them as well. And it's it's like, do I come in with high energy and, and excitement and uh, focus on them, which is a good practice for wooing people? So one of my strengths is to win others over. And I do it just naturally because I, I, I think I do deep down, I care about people. Deep down, I, I do want to love people and be concerned about what they're concerned about and I do have altruistic thoughts that hey they're doing great stuff and you know think about the great stuff that they're doing like I really had a I, I'm not even sure I'm thankful enough for it but I sat down with the former CEO of two companies they weren't they weren't like um, 10 billion dollar or 20 billion dollar companies but still you know, 150, 250 million dollar companies. That's not shabby. I mean, it's not, again, it's not 10 billion. But it's the the fact that she was a CEO for two companies. So, dang, that's some, uh, some success. And I got 30, 45 minutes with her. Got a little advice, advice meeting. And, uh, that was good, but it's these short little meetings. How do you turn them into a path, a trajectory? So maybe it's I'm, I'm, my brain and my thoughts are these little uh, thirty-minute meetings. Could be five-minute meetings. Some people say, you know, you make an impression within sixty seconds. Or in case of resumes, they're like, I look at the resume in six seconds. I decide whether it's it's uh great or not but that's where the fit comes in you know so if you're a professional recruiter you're probably looking for specific things to be seen that you can sell to the company to hire somebody and so they they want that and i'm i'm honest uh i mean there's a it's like what does that mean honest for my resume i i just put on there things i'm not happy about, but it's like the experience, learn, and go model. Like, everything we do in life, every job is not going to be awesome to put on a resume. But I got to put it on there because I did it. And I don't like having, you know, they say the worst thing is to have gaps because then you have, like, a gap and you're like, well, what, what did you do then, you know? So, yeah. So, it's, and, and it's a piece of paper with words on it kind of a, I don't know, it's a a routine way of evaluating people for positions. It's the acceptable way. And uh, so I kind of like this shift. It's a little disruptive to say, what's your career outline? Because it's like, what did you learn over the years? What are your skills, strengths, and how can you apply them to something in the future? and yeah so that's my 30 minutes today and my objectives it's a little bit tricky because an advice meeting you want to get some referrals like you want to be able to meet somebody and that's what i did with the ceo she gave me a couple referrals to follow up on and uh yeah so I, i i may have to get comfortable with Part of my heart is like, well, do I want to go back to the big OEM? And it's not like, do I want to? I'm, I have my fears of like, well, they won't even let me in <laughs> because of my departure six, seven years ago. And I, you know, and I know that's a negative uh, uh, way of looking at things. Wow, the saguaro just got knocked out from the wind or storm last night. Not sure what caused that. But uh, this saworo is down. The saworo is down, and uh, buddy is kind of like, hmm, that saworo, it's got the spikes in it, but it's broken up, and there's like maybe you can eat the inside of this saworo. I should probably take a picture of that because it's kind of kind of interesting how you don't we don't get to see a fresh, fresh looking uh, saworo broken apart. So, this went down. Look at that sorrel meat. And uh, the base of the saguaro is where it probably fell down from. It looks almost like it was on fire or something, but it, it must have... I'm not sure how that flipped over like that. It's uh, interesting. So, how'd that come out of the ground? It just seems like... Maybe it fell over somewhere and someone moved it already. Uh, that's always a possibility. So that's what the inside of a Sorro looks like. Not sure why it broke up like that. And here we are. So we're twenty minutes in, and uh, processing my beating coming up at uh, nine o'clock. So thirty minutes of fame. This is a recruiter who I first was in contact about a job, but then the startup company decided to hold off on that for a while, which is fine. But I want to get myself in front of her so she knows me because she has connections. On the other hand, um, the recruiter may or may not be interested in providing referrals because her job is to get paid for placing people. So she probably doesn't want me approaching companies on my own. But I'll just work around that, because she she's, she's also got a couple of businesses going, so that's what I notice about her. So I study her. She's an amazing person. She wants to coach people in things, all about purpose. So I've uh, moved up the curve on getting to a purpose myself um, but i 'm not in a position to hyperly respond to her capability of helping me develop that purpose but i can be I can be straightforward with that. I can acknowledge her her brand her mission her purpose, and I like her website she 's got a nice website that says her her purpose and mission is to help one million people um, reach their purpose. So I like that. That's cool. So I'm going to ask her, has has she done 50,000 people yet? <laughs> I kind of, I mean, well, should I say she's at 900,000 already and she's only going to help 100,000 more people and I want to be one of them, you know, like, right? I mean, no, I don't know. So she, and then she's got, um, um, two other businesses so she's got her personal coaching it looks like her personal business which is probably her heart and soul core of her purpose is to help people but that's uh, hard they probably get clients to do that with you got to have people with money you know people PWMs which is not where I'm at and uh, but it's a step you know so I'm going in eyes wide open Gonna give a little bit, take a little bit. That balance. How do you give and take? I'm kind of working out of my all or nothing view of the world. Like you either got to be all giving or all taking. You know, there's no you know no. It's got to be some give and take. So that's what uh, we're gonna work on. Should be fun meeting. I'm looking forward to it. I hope I'm not too hyped up for it. But uh, yeah, so I actually, I kind of probably want to open with you know, I appreciate having this 30 minutes with you, I really do. And at the end of today, I mean, my goal in these 30 minutes is that at the end of today, when you look back on your all the things you did today, that you think, you know, those 30 minutes with Michael Ward were amazing amazing person and I want to help them you know so that's asking for help and we all deserve some help right and the coaching community she's a coach I'm starting to appreciate coaching especially like to me the most obvious is in exercising and lifting weights in the gym which is good for you but again I mentioned this before you go to the gym and there's hundreds of machines where do you start I got a trainer we started working out taught me quite a bit and basically i use about less than 10 things right now less than 10 machines maybe 15 that's it so i go in i'm focused spend an hour three times a week and it's good for me it challenges me it pushes me it um, helps me on comparison like i go in there I just work out and do what I can and try to advance myself. But I know there's other guys much stronger, right? They can bench 225 or more. And I'm at 150, 155. And my goal is not to get to 225, but it's just to uh, become stronger. And part of my energy level, I mean, there's this, uh, as you get older, it's like you young you know where is this and I know I, I probably have a, as one person told me it's like well, you probably have 30 more years to go where you did all this stuff for 30 years what are you gonna do the next 30 years and in the in the work for a company framework you know I probably only have ten years five or ten years to go well I'm at 10 really 10 or 12 so that's the corporate world framework is you know you should be done by 65 And if you did it right, you probably were done by 55. So unfortunately, I'm not in that position of being 55 and starting a second career. And it's not about, uh, it's, it's too easy to fall into despair and discouragement and kick myself for my past. But the only thing to do is to go forward. And, uh, and that's a spiritual thing too. God's, it's over. Whatever I did in the past is done. God's not going to punish me. In fact, if Joseph was like, oh, when he's leading the uh, Egyptians and he says, hey, we got we to do something about this upcoming famine. So they, he's, he solved it. He worked it. And that was love doing. He he went from prison, and maybe while he was in prison, you know, he gave he interpreted the dreams of the baker and the cupbearer, and he was still in prison for two years. So he probably is discouraged for those two years. But then he got out and interpreted the pharaoh's dream, and the pharaoh's like, okay, help us. Uh, Get ready for this famine. Well, now Joseph had a purpose. He had a purpose of organizing so there wasn't a famine. Uh, Or there was a coming famine, but organize, prepare for it. So that's what his purpose was. Just a month earlier, before all that happened, or a week, or even just a day, he was sitting in the day before he's let out of prison to go see Pharaoh. He's like, Dang, I, it's been two years. I told those guys their dreams. I went to Pharaoh with it. And, you know, I'm still here in prison, and he's, he's doing his thing. And I guess that's, that is, not I guess, that is scriptural. Whatever you do, do unto the Lord. So that's Joseph in prison. He was helping the jailer do his work, keeping the jail organized and that's what he did and eventually he got out. So uh, what does that tell me? I'm talking through this. This is self-discovery and uh, welcome to the journey people. Um, So Joseph is bummed but as soon as he gets out it's like that suddenly like uh, Peter, John Paul in prison, God will act sometimes, and boom, get you out of prison. Boom. Joseph was in there two years. Paul was actually in prison for almost four years, and uh, the end of his prison time wasn't uh, wasn't like, "Hey, come on out and solve this uh, famine." It was, "Yeah, okay, we're gonna send you to Rome." Uh, you always wanted to go to Rome, anyways, Paul. And uh, you're going to get on this ship. And then they have bad weather and there's a shipwreck and they're going to kill him. And then they, he says, no, and he convinces the guys, no, don't kill anybody. And so the ship is destroyed, but everybody's saved. So, yeah, that's how Paul gets to Rome. Not in a Mediterranean cruise ship from Israel to Rome. So what's that lesson for me, for you? I, You know maybe your life's going swimmingly great and that's good you know so that's great and abundant thinking is applauding others' successes so great let's uh celebrate people's successes and I know people want to help others especially coaches so coaches want to help other people do it but, but they can't lift the weights for the people right so you got to whoever you're coaching has to do their exercises. Follow a bit of a process, right? So for me, lifting weights is a process that I accept. I'm accepting that process to go and follow certain exercises. So I can follow a process. It just takes me a while to be convinced that it's the right process. And... Uh, does that doesn't make me a bad person? Hey, here's some dogs. Here's a doggy. Gonna, gonna say hi. Hi, easy. Good boy. Hey, Danny. Tony. Boy. Is how old is Tony again? Seven. Seven. Okay, Buddy's about five. Good boys. Very good boys. Good Tony. Good boys. Tony's got a very easy. calm personality. No. He no? Really I get a little worried. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, you, there we go. Tony, boys. you look good. good Tony, boys. you look calm. Very good, boys. Yeah. Good boys. All right, you guys have a good day. Thanks, you too. All right. A little bit of dog walking. But I'm feeling a bit sweaty now, yeah, a bit warm. And uh, so there you go. There you go. We're heading back up. About five minutes left in the podcast. And the last podcast was... I called, I forgot the name. I forgot to publish it right away. So it was the Mystery Podcast. But there was probably a theme in there, a message. So what's the theme and message of this podcast? Is it... Uh, <clears throat> hang in there. That's like I'm speaking to myself. I do like to have a purpose. And I usually... Have historically found my purpose in my job and uh, if i broaden it to um, how i fit in i'm becoming convinced that my uh, preferences are to so guys trimming the Bougainville is there and buddy got a little excited so we got past that a little noisy with the uh, the tremors hey bud let's go so um, what else what else dang in my head that's the other thing too is I get in my head my way my strengths that are outside my head are winning others over communication uh so and i do that in my work so i need to have a job i need to have something and it's kind of uh, i like the the bigger jobs you can't do aircraft engines by yourself and uh but there are niches consulting and helping companies out and doing different things i just haven't found a, a place to do that yet so um, i need to get out there today is getting out there take some massive action so in a a weird way having this 30-minute meeting is taking massive action for me in fact i'll probably let's let's make this episode the taking action taking massive action podcast which is i'm a little bit sarcastic because i'm not giving myself credit And I don't do that very, I mean, I'm not a real good, give myself credit guy. Because really I've done some amazing things, it's just I don't feel like anyone appreciates (laughs) them. Or I have to to translate my amazing things into something that um, someone will find useful. So my amazing thing really is, I said, I'm going to Germany I'm going to join a German company, had the great brand name and my purpose was to make it successful. That's it. What can I do? Roll up my sleeves, make it successful. What did I learn through that, I like the business part, the supply chain, the, the technical stuff, how it all, it's not a simple matter of sitting back and uh, just magically these things produce. It's, it's back to the five years of effort to learn German. We look at success, we see people on the internet, we look and we, you know, uh, pretty much everybody wants to give the impression that they're successful, because that helps build. People wanna, people wanna hang out with successful people. Success breeds success. So, um, yeah, and then and, and I give up sometimes. I said, that, am I at the 300-hour part? Or am I gonna get that extra hour, finish it off, extra 100 hours to really get good, to reach the, at, at the end of the day, who cares, the old English expression, at the end of the day. Which might literally be today, but it, probably not. Um, at the end of the day, once I get those extra 100 hours in, And I look back on the other side of the mountain, two people, one achieved a level of competence quickly at 300 hours and another one took another 100 hours to achieve the same level of competence in the foreign language or whatever skill, strength. I don't even know what's a strength but a skill. Who takes an extra hundred hours and you look back and it won't matter, right? Because once you get that 400 hours in, you're at the same level of competence. And does it matter? Does anyone really care what time it is, right? Chicago, Chicago song. Does anyone really care about time? And uh, there's deeply, that's a deeply, deeply philosophical um, thought right does anybody really care what time it is because you once you the person's beyond the 400 hours and they're competent at the skill so great use the skill and you know uh, fits in line a little bit with the you just got to get it started you don't have to get it perfect you just have to get it started concept which is not an easy concept to get comfortable with. Some people are like, oh, yeah, I got it, got it, okay. I'm just going to get it started, baby. I'm all in, I'm all in on getting it started. And uh, I kind of have got things started, but I'm not giving myself any credit for it. I'm not, I'm not building myself up in a, in a positive, uh, self-loving way, not in, a, in an arrogance way. But give... Give myself some credit, right? And uh, holy cow, i got to get going. But so this is the end of the podcast, and I've got to hustle to get to my meeting. So you all have a good day. I'll report back and let you know. Grace and peace to everyone. Bye-bye.